Look, computers are witchcraft, and looking for them to have meaning is wrong. Welcome to Imagine Me and Utena, a revolutionary girl Utena podcast. I'm Panda. I'm your host, and I'm here with my co-host, Josh. How you doing, Josh? I'm doing pretty good. We are here to talk about Revolutionary Girl Utena, Episode 7, Unfulfilled Jury. How do you feel about this episode, Josh? Well, I'm going to shoot straight with you. I have not seen it in a long time. We've had a little bit of difficulty with scheduling, but I remember liking it. Yeah, I like this episode question mark i i have a lot of feelings about jury and her character arc as the series progresses and we sort of start with that here we get the first sort of focus on her as a character whereas most of the series up until this point she's been sort of a background character in everyone else's story but a pretty important one like one of the things about Jury to me, and which is kind of reinforced when I watched this episode the first time, is that Jury is more interesting than Mickey. Even though I like him more, she's more interesting to him than him to me. Because Jury is really, from the very beginning, Jury seems to be more about moving behind the scenes. She has a subtlety that none of the rest of them seem to have. That is absolutely true. They can attempt subtlety, but it always comes of doesn't work. Whereas she's totally doing it. Like she's able to maneuver Mickey around in a way that is both comes across like you can't tell where it where the genuineness kind of ends and where the um manipulation begins. And that's kind of impressive. Compared to previous episodes featuring toga sprawled across the bed without a shirt on i would say that she is definitely the most subtle member of the student council not that she really had to try that much and she will definitely be the most subtle member of the student council once we get another member of the student council pause for a gasp but i'm not gonna say anything else about that because that's not till the second arc i think teaser for later but let's start this episode Jury is wearing her regular school uniform, and she's just sort of sitting there, and somebody has put their hands over her eyes and is telling her stuff about miracles. Miracles! We cut to a scene in uh, the fencing room where one of those duelers is, duelists, that's the word, is Jury. Just next. She's been just fighting everybody left and right, one after the other. No one can beat you, Miss Jury. I just love how Vicky's just there to be supportive for everybody who needs to. Jury is wondering why she feels like she has to show off and if she'll ever smash the world's shell. What does that mean? I'm I'm telling you, I'm almost positive that that's a direct quotation um, from Damien. Oh, yeah, it has to be. But I mean, still, like, what what does it mean? I mean, if they mean the same way, it seems to mostly be about sort of a, a, a becoming, like becoming something new, becoming something meaningful. I guess so. But they never explain it. Jerry yeah. is talking to the vice principal and he's talking about student council stuff, making them sound like they're an actual student council. Well, we all know the truth. We pan over and Utena is getting chewed out by the professor from the first episode who told her not to wear a boy's uniform. Apparently, Choo Choo snuck with her to school in her lunch and she's getting a firm redressing. 
with the is that a riding crop? It is a riding crop, and she had it in the first episode as well. Why does she have a riding crop? I have no idea. Why is her hair so improbable? I have no idea. Choo Choo has escaped the grasp of the teacher and is now causing her to run around, giving Utana and Jury a chance to talk to each other, or rather for Jury to initiate conversation with Utana. Utana tells her she doesn't have much time to talk, though, because she's got to go deal with that professor who is chasing Choo Choo. The vice principal returns, and they're supposed to go to lunch, and Jury just tells him that a guidance counselor was looking for him, and she says they're supposed to go to lunch, and then the principal is confused because he's like, we're supposed to go to lunch, and then Jury just says, I won't repeat myself, that's all I have to say, and then he just goes down there to talk to her, and she's like, the the professor, and she's really excited. I guess she's a guidance counselor. She's really excited about going to lunch with this guy, the vice principal, who we just met. Does anyone else think it's weird that they were about to have lunch? Yeah, I also think it's weird that he goes, why do I have to eat eel with you? But now that the guidance counselor has been lured away, Utana has time to talk to Jury. She says something about a miracle, and that makes Jury upset because Jury hates miracles. That's what we're going to learn today. We're saving on some animation in this episode by doing a lot of panning across crowds that aren't actually doing anything because it's a still what? image. Did you did you see the ones who were like, like the golf club and someone looked like he was trying to like catch the ball? What was going on there? I have no idea. But Utana and Jury are discussing, apparently there are a lot of rumors about Jury around school with regard to her attitude and her skill with a sword. I feel like this school is really just tolerating kind of the dual things. I don't really see them doing any actual schoolwork. Well, Utana except for that one and, time. Yeah, they failed a test that one time. But it doesn't seem to have affected them in their schooling in any way. As long as you, like, I feel like as long as you can duel, you can just stay at the school forever. Yeah, they're talking about the Rose Bride and how being engaged to the Rose Bride will give you power to revolutionize the world. And Utana just starts doing like leg stretches in the middle of their conversation for no reason. She just reason. totally doesn't care. I feel like she's mocking her at this point. I have no idea. I don't understand this. I don't understand why Utana just starts stretching. Really, yeah, I really think she's just trying to mock her. Like, totally be totally uninterested. Utana says something about miracles, and Jury says there's no such thing as miracles. And apparently Utana thinks it's stupid to own the Rose Bride. So, yeah, there's some kind of... But she's being called away by the by the guidance counselor again. But she's glad that Jury doesn't seem to be as, well, student council-y as the rest of the student council. But that's about to change in this next scene that made me yell at my computer earlier. Anthe offers Jury an orange rose, and in response, Jury just slaps the goddamn shit out of her for no reason! And tells her not to get too familiar! She just slaps her. Anthony just goes to give her a rose, and Jury just slaps her. Like, I don't understand. At least the other ones were, like, in context of a conversation or something. That It just seems so, like, pointless. We got our little sequence in the elevator with the student council talking about cracking the world's shell, and this sequence is bizarre. There's a chart of all the dual matchups 
that are like supposed to happen in a tournament, I guess. And yeah, it's a tournament. Toga is about to spend this entire conversation throwing knives at Mickey. He does kind of look like a target. It just... They're talking about getting the power to revolutionize the world. And Toga is just throwing these knives at Mickey. And every time he throws a knife, there's still that many knives in his hands. That never changes. They're talking about Jury's motivation for trying to win the Rose Bride. He really is just... (laughs) It really is just like zoop, 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 zoop. It just gets more and more ridiculous with those knives. I don't get it. Hey, but at least there isn't a um, stopwatch. Nope, not a stopwatch this time. We get a flashback, and Jury oh, is dueling somebody, and there is a girl with purple hair who's watching them. We're about to find out more about her. We've seen her in a couple of visual flashbacks in this episode so far. This scene is Jury getting onto the fencing team, I believe, and her child, we're going to be revealed, this is her childhood friend, Shiori, who tells her to believe in miracles and they'll know that you want them to come true or whatever the fuck she says. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I've been trying not to use the F word. Oh, well. Does she kind of, does, does this girl kind of give you a Anthony vibe? A little. Because she told me. Shiori, who is the purple hair girl, thinks that Jury is in love with brown-haired guy, who I think is named Ruka, but I don't think they tell us that in this episode. So we see Shiori trying to sabotage the rela- the possible relationship between Jury and this guy. But it's just kind of mean. Believe in miracles and they will know your feelings. That's what Shiori always says, and I don't get it. What does that even mean? I'm not sure. I don't like the scene that where Shiori covers Jury's eyes and kisses Talk about Ruka. Some it makes though. me really upset, even though it is very good and symbolic. Artistically, I really like it. Yeah. Kind of, it it's something you like, but you wince at the same time, you know? Jury is... I think she was writing a letter, or she's envisioning received? a... I think she received one. No, I think she was thinking about a response to a letter because she was talking about, it was her, and she was talking about how they all used to be good friends, her and Shiori and Ruka, but then it all got messed up and Jerry gets upset and pushes all of her stuff off of her dresser. Look at all those statues. A lot of statues. We see Utena taking Choo Choo home and he's scared of the dark. She's complaining that he needs to shut up because she needs to get to sleep too. But she runs into Jury who is lounging on a fountain in a gown and like a, I don't know, a shawl? She looks really kind? different. I don't know. I can't tell if she's trying to look like she's about to go to sleep or if she's trying to look like she's about to go out. I have no idea. They saw you just a girly outfit. Yeah, Utena makes a remark about what would people think if they saw Jury in such a girly outfit. And Jury questions why Utena always wears the boys' uniform. Even though it's not really the boys' uniform. It's not the boys' uniform. It's Utena's uniform. But Utena decides to tell Jury about the prince. And what the prince told her, never lose your strength or your nobility. You know, she kind of seems, except for the very beginning, she seems, she always approaches all the student council people, like, she's hesitant and cautious, but she never really treats them for, like, she's talking to, she's willing to talk to Jury, like, just kind of normal and be pretty friendly with her. Well, at this point, Jury hasn't, like, fought her at all, so she has no animosity yeah. towards Jury. I kind of like that about Usuna. It's like, even though she knows the student council in general is kind of some of something she should be antagonistic about, like, 
she doesn't really necessarily mean, make it personal with the individuals. And there's all the touchy-feely. There is something very sensual about the way she touches Utena, and then it looks like she's leaning in for the kiss, but then she grabs Utena's hand and starts complaining about how her nobility is only hers because some guy tricked her into having it, and that her sentimental mush for her prince is just as stupid as trying to get the Rose Bride. It's so sudden. Yeah, her change is so sudden, very similarly to her change when she slapped Anthe across the damn face earlier for no reason. And now, Jury's gonna challenge Utena to a duel. I will save everybody the Yu-Gi-Oh clip this time. Anthe is singing a song to herself about rabbits. Rabbits. Because of course she is. There is no point to that scene. And now we get- Oh, it's the best scene. Aiko and Biko doing their skit, talking about going on trips. There's still just like stuff that's just random that happens in Utena. Yeah, Utena's very random. I'll uh, pop Aiko and Biko's audio in right here when I. It's not nearly as it's not nearly as random as Yurikuma by the same director though. Oh yeah, I need to watch that. Cause holy crap, I don't even know where to begin. Going on trips can be such a pain. Besides, this year's trip was to the zoo. I'll bet the animals aren't that much fun at all. The zoo usually just has boring animals in it. Like doves, wolves, deer, ostriches, and giraffes. To heck with them. I won't waste my time. You really wanted to go, didn't you? Yes. Utena is at the place where she does the thing with the water and her ring and you know for go duel. Uh, for transformation kind of style sequences that are reused a bajillion times this is probably one of the best ones I've ever seen it is really cool and like it, it hasn't really lost its coolness to me even though it's been repeated a bajillion times well, I've you know? seen the whole series once over and I still think it looks really cool it's pretty cool this one, I think, may have a little bit added to it, or maybe it doesn't happen as quickly. I don't know. It seems a little different from the ones that we've seen before, but maybe I just, like, am not used to it because... Well, I they're not have... all the same. Even though they're reusing the same footage, they don't all use this, all the re- the footage. I guess that's true. You know they I mean? probably did some reordering. Like, because I know at least one of them didn't show the beginning. It just started with her on the long stairway. You are right. I do remember that. What is a gold-plated Shangri-La? I don't know if that sounds badass. Where'd she even get that dress? Did they, like, give it to her specifically? Is it just magical? I don't know. Why are her cuffs not attached to anything? Who knows? Because anime, I guess. I love the little bits where Utena gets her embellishments on her costume. Castle. Upside down 3D castle. I can't tell if it's a real castle or not. Just an illusion. Is anything real? Utena? Probably not. Definitely not in the movie. That's not nice, Utena. Jury says... That she thinks Utena is gonna win with a miracle, and Utena says, "Jury's motivation so far is like the makes the least sense to me of all of them." Yeah, Jury's whole thing is that she wants to get the Rose Bride because she wants to prove that miracles aren't real or something. Her, Does she want the Rose Bride in order to not use the power? Her motivation. She wants to, to disprove miracles is specifically what they say, and I don't really get what that means. I'm guessing her thing is she's so adamantly convinced that if she can get the power of the Rose Bride, 
and try to use it to make some sort of miracle, and it, it won't work, and that will be proof, I guess? I have no idea. Whereas the others can just talk about it, but never actually test it, and that means that, you know, the, the illusion that they exist can still be around. I mean, if I had to guess, I'm not really sure. And that's the thing with that's the thing about her is that she's so different from the rest of them. She's way more subtle. Jury taunts Utena by referring to her as Prince, the duelist formerly known as Utena. This is another time when I'm really again impressed by the fact they put so much effort into this. The jury sword fighting animations are so cool. They are some she, of the best sequences of animation in this whole show. Like jury fights completely different from the rest of the student council. Like to the point where she's willing to use her offhand to push, um, that she is, it's, it's obviously kind of, to me, in my eyes, it's based off that whole fighting with an EP, okay? Mm-hmm. Whatever it's called. But it's way more physical. Throughout this duel, we have been getting flashbacks to Shiori and the situation with Shiori and Ruka. And we keep getting this refrain. We've had this refrain throughout the episode of Shiori going, you must hate me for what I've done. She denies the miracle. I don't know if you noticed, but in the song, in the subtitles, it said there was one line that said, two sexes, two poles, two of me. Poles as in P-O-L-E. I did not notice that, actually. But by a miracle, question mark, uh, Jury's rose has been struck from her pocket, and she says, no, it was just an accident. No miracle was involved. I have actually, before I saw this episode, I had seen this fight. Interesting. Yeah, because I was looking for a, when I was when I was advertising this on my blog, I was looking for a, a video of one of the fights. Oh, okay. Anthe offers a orange rose to Jury again, and instead of slapping her this time, Jury just walks off. And then she just refuses to accept. She says that if Anthe really has the power to revolutionize the world, she won't, a jury wants to take it with her own hands. Which then calls into question exactly how committed she is to there not being. Is her whole obsession with the non-existent miracles legitimate, or is it a kind of a defensive thing? It is absolutely defensive because she's in love with Shiori. That's the picture that she's had in her locket the whole time. Everybody thought she was in love with Ruka, but it wasn't true! And then we get to be continued and credits roll. How did you feel about that? I like it a lot. I like that episode. I like that Jury is above and beyond more complex and interesting than um, really any of the three that we've encountered. Like the, the other student council members, Mickey's a little more interesting to me than the other two, but like she seems to be the most subtle about it. Like she's way more conflicted than they are. I love my little ginger lesbian. Little ang- <laughs> angsty ginger lesbian. Like her whole thing about miracles is ambiguous. Like, is is how much of this is legitimate? How much of this is knee jerk? Her whole thing with because it's not just her like suddenly freaking out. There's something going on there, and it always feels like you only have half the picture. But they like you can feel that there's something else behind there, and that, that's kind of cool to me. The uh, jury Shiori conflict actually transcend it it goes across all three arcs of the anime like it's not a huge focus but we address it throughout every single arc of the anime i was doing a little bit of reading earlier i don't know if you're still watching the episode but i'm still i'm still watching the episode and so i'm getting the preview for next week's episode and apparently there's something to do with curry and everybody's personalities have swapped on like 
from the, like their bodies have swapped. That's going to be interesting. That's going to be fun. I can't wait for that. I mean, I'm that is I'm not sure how I feel about that. I remember parts of this episode because I like distinctly remember the scene from the thumbnail where Naname and several other people are climbing up like a mountain face. But like, oh man, I didn't remember the part about switching bodies. So I'm very excited. Are they switching to bodies see- or are they just like switching temperaments? Like, No, I think that they're switching like their minds maybe i'm not sure it was very ambiguous in the little teaser that we got but i'm sure that we will <clears throat> we will see next week what exactly that means but i'm very excited about it i am i'm looking forward to seeing how like climbing up mountains and also switching bodies is going to work together you didn't watch the clip at all did you i did Oh, okay. Well, that makes it even funnier that you also are still confused. It, it's pretty confusing. I have no idea what this episode's going to be because I don't remember half of it, but I guess we'll figure it out. You have any uh, closing remarks? Anything else you want to add? I just think it's getting better and better. Any cool remarks about... What was that you were saying about jury's fighting style? I don't know anything oh. about sword fighting, so you can go okay. into that well, because and you this know is, that This is thing. obviously a, a layman's kind of analysis here, but... Oh, they've all kind of like one of the things I like about Robo Shigeru is that they always oh, say that wrong is that um they're, they're they put a lot of effort into making their fighting styles like what's his oh, what's his name green haired douche Seonji Seonji that's it I blanked on his name because he's so important um Seonji is like the way he fought reminded me of Kendo or the way you would use a katana and it makes sense because he uses a Kendo glove. And if you look at between him and Jury, it's radically different. Everything they do is different because they're also coming from two West and East sort of divide of entirely different philosophy. And it's like kind of true across the board. They each feel very different. And this one you have like she's what's her name. Um, Jury is really focusing on stabs over wide arc kind of slices, and it makes sense because Mickey was that way too to an extent, and they're both fencers in a Western style. They're both coming out of this tradition where they're using Ipes and like, and you can tell in the way that they fight. But the di- there's a difference between them too because Jury is more willing to get down and dirty and physical. You notice that she pushes using us several times. Yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah, she does that. It, it, it's it's tactic. It's a good tactical choice. But what I like about it is that it actually kind of communicates something about her character. Like Mickey's not going to do it because Mickey is not nearly as hands-on and nitty-gritty and. That's just not who he is. But she is. She's willing to get down and dirty and fight in the church with you. And she's willing to, you know, she's willing to strike someone in the middle of the hallway. You know? She's willing to attack Utena in the middle, just for almost out of nowhere. Yeah. She's more aggressive. And you can tell, like, just by watching her fight, just by watching just that clip, you can tell what kind of character she is. The way she just, she's both really aggressive and then pushing her, but she's also sort of like, the way they animate it, she's just sort of like flipping. Like, it, it's, I don't know. I just, I just like how they're able to get the emotion and the kind of a good sketch of the character into the fight scene. Because that's one of the things with anime is to have lots of fight scenes is that they can get kind of like... Lazy? Yeah, they're kind of lazy sometimes. Like, even when they're cool, they can get sort of like, okay, this is cool by itself, but it doesn't necessarily add anything. Yeah, I and think I understand what you mean. Fight scene, you know, this fight scenes always do. They always, for me, sort of like beef like fortify either fortify what kind of character this person is 
or change how I see something. And that's cool. Like it, it, that, That's a really cool feature. Yeah, I think so too. I like that each duel gives us a peek into a person's character that we may not necessarily get to see through their other ki- types of actions. Dueling is so personal in Utena. Yeah, I mean, which I think is great. Yeah, no, I think it's fantastic. That's sort of a thematic statement as well, is that the dueling is dueling, but it's also sort of a meaning of the minds. Yeah? Like, and that's, throughout, that always seems to be the thing, is that the really important thing is not necessarily the duel. The really important thing is it's sort of a, a combat of wills. And which a, a duel kind of is in a physical sense, but it, it, it's it's sort of delving into what the a, the duel is as a as sort of a I don't know an aesthetic sense. Yeah, which is kind of something that Yutsuna does a lot. Like it looks at like you have the sort of physical normal, but then you meet. But the really important thing is the aesthetic, the symbolic. It's all like you have. Aesthetic. Yeah, it's like it, it, it is is very aesthetic you have yeah you, know, you have the garden in the back literally it's a it's, it's just a mound like it's just like you know a lot of private schools have you know their own land that's sort of like the school has had for 100 years or whatever and it's walled off that's not in and of itself weird but the aesthetic of it as the walled off other world it looks even looks kind of unworldly yeah. is tapping into something else and like in, in revolutionary growth i feel like the most important thing is not the surface materiality it's the it's it's sort of that secondary layer of aesthetic, the secondary layer of allusion to other, something else. I think you're spot on about that, absolutely. But I yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I I guess that's gonna wrap us up because I don't have. Oh, I do have one closing remark. Uh, this I don't know that this is necessarily relevant yet, but you're caught up on Steven Universe relatively, right? I think so, but I think that the, I don't think I've seen the very latest. Okay, well, that's not important. What is important is that I have read somewhere, and I know that I've reblogged this onto our blog, imaginemeinutina.tumblr.com. There is a post out there that on Tumblr that talks about parallels between Jury and <coughs> Shiori and... Rosen. Ja- no, 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 no. Jasper and Lapis. Really? Mm-hmm. And it... That's not a... Sim- that's not a parallel that I don't think is going to be more evident until later but I feel like I have heard I don't know that this is true and I could do some research afterwards but I'm not going to do it now I've heard that this parallel was intentional on the part of Steven Universe creator Rebecca Sugar who we have mentioned is a, a famous fan of Revolutionary Girl Utena and who could come on to this podcast and talk about it with us anytime she wants ever <laughs> I have heard that this parallel was intentional on p- her part, but I haven't found any confirmation about that, so I'm going to need to look more into it. But I find that interesting, and I thought that that would be an interesting bit of information for you to keep with you uh, as we proceed throughout the show and specifically throughout Jury's arc throughout the episodes in which it takes focus. I will keep it in mind because I'm curious now about how this parallel works. But if that's all we have to say about this, then I guess we can wrap it up. 
Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you could do that at Mpandanata. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you could do that at UtanaCast. If you want to follow us on Tumblr, we have our blog that I mentioned earlier, imaginemeinutana.tumblr.com. And we have a Gmail address where you can send us email about the show if you just want to do that. That is imaginemeinutana at gmail.com. Josh, do you have anything you want to plug today? Still no Twitter account? Um, no. I tried to do it again. <laughs> one day, one day Josh will have a functional Twitter account and you too can follow him, dear listeners. But I guess that does it for us today. Revolutionize the world, everybody. See you later.